Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. What up? We're back. We got uh, one of the hottest teams coming off a huge top 25 win, assistant coach Chase Harrell. Uh, we have Missouri State in the building. Talk to us about the win. Talk to us about the, the squad a little bit. But first, just talk about that particular game. Obviously, it was a big one being able to beat uh, a nationally top 25 program in a conference. Somewhat of a rival. I don't know if it's officially a rival, but a team that you compete against and have some great battles with year in and year out. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was an awesome atmosphere first and foremost. I mean, they had it, they had it rocking in there. Uh, you know, they were ready to play. We were ready to play. Um, it was just a lot of fun. You know, obviously a little more fun for us than them, but they're a they're an awesome team, well coached. I mean, what, six seniors, guys that have won. I mean, hundred hundred games probably some of those guys. Um, you know, but it, it was just an awesome atmosphere. Obviously, the last time they lost a home home league game was to us in our first year here. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's it was just a lot of fun, man. It was it's kind of hard to explain. It all went. It, it felt like it was in slow motion. Obviously, those last six minutes. Uh, <laughs> but that day went by so fast leading up to it. But no, it was just it was a good time, and you know, obviously the guys the guys executed and 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 played really unselfish and played together and and just really played for each other. Yeah, Kevin's going to talk about the game in a minute. I got one more and I'm going to get out of the way. Uh, <laughs> you have a player on your team that's playing pretty decent. So he's that's one way to put it. <laughs> he's our mid-major player of the week, uh, Isaiah Mosley. Uh, 40 points in a college game is incredible to even think about. Uh, but to do it against an elite defense, we're not talking about a good defense, elite nope. defense and elite defenders, uh, really impressive performance. He's been getting – NBA talk. I know there was NBA scouts there. So just talk about him. What is he like behind the scenes? What has it been like to see him develop? Are you surprised at what he's doing? No, not surprised. Um, he's a humble, humble kid. Uh, works extremely hard. He's from right up the road in Columbia. Um, you know, we're, we're happy to have him. Obviously, we we knew the challenge going into it that, that Loyola presents with, with the way they guard 
and especially Lucas and, and Tate and Uguak and, and all those guys, man, they all do such a good job. Brad, you know, Norris, um, they can switch. They, they box you in. They keep two on the ball. Um, you know, and he was just – he's just been locked in. Uh, like like we said before we uh, got on the show, you know, he hit that game winner against Bradley, and it's kind of like a, a switch click that he can – he can kind of just do what he wants when he wants. But all that stuff, man, all those shots, all that stuff, he, he's he's in the gym all the time. I mean, he, he's in there – middle of the day at nighttime and you know with the way the schedules have been with these online classes these kids can get in there even more so um not surprising at all it's fun to watch and be be a part of and sit there and get a c um but 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 not surprising i mean the shots that he's making and the shots he takes that's stuff we see every day from zay so um surprising to some and probably a lot of people but it's it's fun to sit there and watch his work come to fruition in front of the crowd yeah, you know, I, I talked to Drew Valentine after the game and about, you know, why, basically, look, why, why couldn't they get stops? And he was like, look, like, they lined up one-on-one and, like, Isaiah made plays and Donovan Clay made plays. Like, it, it, it was just winning one-on-one matchups. When when you see, you know, a guy like Isaiah just be in a zone like that and he can – he's just winning every time against elite defenders, right? Lucas mm-hmm. Williamson is a top-10 defender country. Locked down, I would assume we locked down John Davis. Like, he locks down every kid he yards and couldn't lock down – Isaiah, like when when you see that in game, like what what how does that change your game plan, your preparation uh, as, as the game flows into the second half? Well, you know, going into it, we we knew that we had to give him space. You know, when he's when he's been guarded in the past, it's because we bring bodies to him. Um, you know, so he's he's an elite isolation player. He's obviously good in the pick and roll, but the way that Loyola guards and they crowd the ball and they keep two on the ball throughout the ball screen as, as we've seen these last few years, especially um, we're better off not bringing more to the party, you know, and he's hard to guard because he can score at all three levels. Um, he can make free throws. He's big, uses his pivots extremely well, um, you know, and, and a lot of the times the guys have to foul him and put two hands on him to stop it because he he's going to get to where he wants a lot of the times you got to foul him sometimes they call it sometimes they don't um but he's going to figure out a way to get to his spots but it just gives the rest of the guys confidence and the spacing that he's able to play with has a lot to do with all the other guys that are on the floor right you know donovan clay such a good cutter and screener and playmaker obviously gage prim's been getting double teamed all year um then you got jamonte black Jalen manette out there who can who both made over 43s on the year and Lakai Patterson's who really came on. But um, you know, when when he gets going like that, it just gives the rest of the group confidence as well. Right. And it's not just Isaiah is or I think 21st in offensive efficiency on mm-hmm. Ken Palm. You're like whole like every single thing is green huh, on that thing. You shoot it well, you take care of the basketball, you get to the free throw line. Like you you guys do pretty much everything well on the offensive end. How does your offensive identity stem from what Isaiah is able to do. You kind of alluded to it, but uh, you know, when, when he's cooking, you know, what, what, what about his teammates makes him better? And what about him makes his teammates better? Well, you know, when, when you got a big guy in the middle that demands a double team that starts with that, you know, I mean, as, as you look through all the teams that have won this league and even at the higher levels in the NBA, you know, if you have somebody you can throw the ball to on the block and demand attention, it makes a big difference. So, that, you know, those guys make each other better. And Isaiah then is able to play a lot of one-on-one situations and, you know, having the right players around him, the way we wanted to build the team, um, 
when we were going into this year and even last having Gage Prim and Isaiah Mosley is put the guys around him that you can't help off of. Um, and if you are going to help off of, it's going to be a guy that's a really good cutter or a really good passer and playmaker. Um, but, but Zay makes all those guys better, and he's an underrated passer. He's cut his turnovers way down this year. Um, he, he just – he's got an unbelievable feel for the game, not only scoring but passing, as you can see, where he made some big plays yesterday. Um, and, and credit to the other guys in our team. They, they know when Zay gets in those modes that they got to be ready to shoot, but they also got to be ready to just, you know, when we go – when we get into the mode where we're running, you know, certain things where we get into flat or stuff like that, that you got to be ready to shoot. You got to be ready to get back, you know. So credit to – to the rest of our guys of, of understanding what it is at that point in time. Yeah. I think, I think the Valley might be the oldest. I don't have the number on it, but I'm pretty sure it's like the oldest league in college basketball. I mean, it feels like every single team has like two 24 oh, year olds. I mean, you guys have Prim, obviously who's a COVID yeah. or senior. Loyola's yeah. got, Loyola's older than I think. Six. Like they got six two NBA guys teams. Are, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like Drake, Drake's yeah, got Tremel Murphy's 25. I mean, he's, I mean, they, they're old. <laughs> Like with the with so much experience in that conference, how do you think that that plays into how competitive the league is on a night in night out basis? Well, I think it's I mean, because yeah, and they know each other. You know, most of these guys. I mean, you even got like Donovan Clay who who's been in the league and and knows the other guys. But I think that's why the league as a whole, the the efficiencies up offensively is because you know guys have just been so experienced with each other and and they know how to play the game and the spacing and everything like that. Because normally. The Valley's not a high, you know, maybe not as much a high offensive efficiency as it is defensive efficiency. But you look at the you look at the league numbers right now. I mean, they're all through the roof from an offensive standpoint. Um, and I just think the continuity and the experience has a lot to do with that. Certainly, has been working for you guys. We mentioned twenty first in offensive efficiency. Yep. You know, up to this, this outstanding start, top fifty now overall in Ken Palm. We've won uh, six of seven. Uh, B, you got anything for us here? Yeah, I mean, I think last year you guys were on fire to start, and I think there was obviously uh, Loyola. You had Drake that was getting a lot of attention, and you guys kind of flew below the radar, although you got more attention than you're getting now. This win puts you guys in kind of the national conversation, the national spotlight, and now Mosley's playing the way he is. Now people are focused on you. But I know from talking to you, uh, obviously you did a tremendous job uh, last year. You guys added a player that I coached in Jalen Manette, and he's been great off the bench, uh, shooting it at a super high clip. I'm just curious, this team, I'm, I'm assuming their focus is NCAA tournament. That's what we want. We saw teams in our league that we beat last year going or that we competed against. Mm-hmm. Nowhere as good as them. What is the mindset of this team like? Because you have an older team that's coming back that experienced kind of that disappointment of not making it. So talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, last year we, we had both Drake and Loyola at home, and it was uh... – it was four games, I think, in six days or four games in seven days. And obviously the two Drake games were, were nip and tuck and tight, and they got both of those. And then Loyola just came in and and really steamrolled us at the time. You know, they were extremely ready for us. We've we've played in, in going on year four now, we've played Loyola extremely tough since we've been here and, and they were locked in as ever last year, you know, at that time. But I think that helped our guys grow because we got we got hit in the mouth in those four games. And, you know, we could have kind of went either way. And I think we kind of buckled down and won a lot of those games out of that. You know, I think I don't even know what it was, seven, eight in a row and then eight of our last 10 or whatever it was. And then lost to Drake in the semis. But, you know, a lot of these guys just talked about all summer and all fall, 
you know, when we get back to those points, right. you know, getting over that hump and, right. and being prepared and, you know, the Drakes and the Loyolas and the Northern Iowas and, you know, those, those type of teams and, and being ready for that. But, you know, I, I think, you know, is it something we talk about? You know, we all know where we want to get to. Right. Um, we've just really been trying to focus on the process. We had some, we took some lumps early. We weren't, you know, all the way healthy. We're still not without DeMarcus, you know, losing some games at the non-con that, you know, we let slip away and having a great opportunity at home against a BYU and things of those nature that normally teams at our level don't get, you know, having BYU come into your place. Right. Um, right. You know, but I think we've learned from that. Um, I think roles have been, to, you know, I think the, the role allocation and things of that nature has kind of worked itself out. Um, we still got to get DeMarcus back because um, he gives us another dimension from that point guard position. But, right. you know, the guys have just kind of been, you know, locked into getting better and, and, and listening to coach and what he's, what he's preaching and the practice part of it. And, um, you know, just trying to, trying to get better game by game and take the next one that's on the schedule really. But at the same time, understanding what we're, what we're shooting for. You right. Know? Right. I'll let Kevin take the very last one. I got one more. Tell us about coach Dana Ford. He obviously has done a tremendous job at Tennessee state prior to there to get that opportunity. He's done a great job there. Not as much talked about as one of the coaches that's doing a great job as a younger coach, younger head coach. Uh, talk a little bit about him and what makes him great. Well, I think he's probably not talked about as much because he he's younger still, but he's been a head coach for a while. Yep. You know, he's going into year four here. I think he was at Tennessee state for four years or three years, whatever it was. But, um, you know, he just empowers these guys um, to be who they are on the floor, off the floor. Um, you know, he, he talks to them about what's going on in the community as much as what's going on on the floor and in the locker room. Um, he allows them to to continue to be themselves and grow within the program and, and kind of finding themselves on and off the floor as well. But, you know, also he understands that, you know, this this game is evolving even more and more, and it's it's all about the players, man. It's about, you know, having the right talent and having the right form of a group together um, some of the lumps we took early in years two, um, you know, we had good talent, but it wasn't all formed together the right way. You know what I mean? And I think that takes time. It takes time as a head coach and a staff to also understand what your head, what coach, your head wants. coach wants yep. and, and maybe what, what he can, what he can deal with and handle too, in that sense. And maybe, right. maybe want one thing, but not quite, you know, be able to do with that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, he's grown a lot. We've grown a lot and it's, uh, it's fun to watch because, you know, he just empowers these guys so much that they play with the unlimited confidence when they get out there on the floor and play in those games now, which we've had that experience the last year and a half now, and it's it's kind of coming to fruition like that. No doubt, Kevin. Close All right. It. Yeah, send, send this out. We always we always like a funny story. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be specific. Well, give me something fun from the locker room yesterday after that win. I mean, you know, it had to have been crazy. Well, I think uh, when we first were about to go in. there, uh, they were playing the music and stuff, and then they kind of told us to hold on. And it was Coach Gibson, our associate head coach. It was his birthday. So uh, Coach Ford's getting ready to run in there, and I didn't see this till I saw the video. And, like, he goes to run in there, and he's thinking they're about to throw the water on him, and he starts, like, looking around and ducking. And they kind of like, no, get out of the way. And Coach Gibb comes in there, and they start dumping the water on him, and then they all go nuts. But if you see that video on Twitter, it looks like Coach Ford feels like, it looks like something's falling from the ceiling on his head. He doesn't know what's about to hit him. I love it. Yeah, we, I love we, it. We, we actually have that video. We'll pull it up real quick. We played it a little bit early, but 
we'll play it real quick right before you go. Uh, it was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You can walk us through it. It's about 20 seconds, but a good 20 seconds. 20 seconds. I stayed out of there because I had my phone. I wasn't I wasn't about <laughs> to get my I wasn't about to get my iPhone right. I got too many recruits, I got too much stuff. Yeah, to I got do. I got something I gotta do. Yeah, you see him ducking, getting out of the way. Uh, Coach Gibb was going nuts at that point. Yeah, he was pretty fired up. He was let he was letting loose. He was letting loose. Yeah, well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us. Excited about what you guys are doing. We do have the mid major play of the week, so hopefully uh, he'll be excited about that. We get a little love out there for him and draw even more attention. We appreciate what you're doing. And tell Coach Ford we said what up. Tell my boy Jalen Manette, keep letting it fly. And uh, best oh, of luck. He will. Hey, man. He will. He don't know. He don't know any other way. <laughs> right. I appreciate you guys having us. Go Bears. Absolutely, man. All right, Swing, you got your 60 seconds. Another great guest. Great team. High, high-level team, man. High-level team. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about them. Honestly, I was I was really I, mean, I was really impressed in person, like with how they handled the moment. You know, Loyola is a sold out crowd, and, and Loyola has been in this spot like three or four times already in conference play, where they've been you know been down even double figures in the second half, and you know they make a three and it just the game turns. And there were a couple of moments where it felt like the game was going to turn, and, and Missouri State didn't let them. So I think tremendous respect to, to how they managed the game. And the other thing is like I was flat out pissed when I saw people tweeting like, oh, bad loss for Loyola, bad loss for Loyola. Y'all don't watch ball if you think that was a bad loss. That's a top 50 team in the country. Certainly top 75. They're top 50 in Kempom. Like, like, like that, that is the one thing that will never not piss me off when someone just assumes that, you know, just because you're playing the major. Like, let, let me list off some of the teams in Ken Pond and Missouri State is currently higher than. Just, just, just for the effect. Oklahoma State. Oregon, West Virginia, Florida State, Providence. 16 and 2 Providence is lower than Missouri State and Kemba. Notre Dame, top four in the ACC. Miami, Duke at Cameron. Memphis, Northwestern, Belmont, Iona, North Texas. I mean, the mid major powers. Like, I, I, I am so tired of some bad loss. Oh, fans fans don't know. Fans don't know. They don't know. I'm okay with the fans. There was media members. Sweet. Bad loss for Lola. Bad loss for Lola. That's a heck of a Missouri State basketball team. No doubt. And you don't want to see him in March. You certainly don't want to see that Isaiah Mosley kid in March because he's, no he's going to give you 40. And this and this, and this league can be a two-bit league with Loyola staying. They keep winning minus this game, and they stay in the top 25. They're getting in. Yep. So then if somebody else wins the tournament – Yep. Now you have a two-bid league, similar to last year with Drake and Loyola. So, yeah, they don't have the buzz. Missouri State doesn't have the buzz, but, man, this team is a bucket-getting defensive. I mean, they have an inside presence in a guy that you have to double-team pretty much. Then they have a score that can go off for 40, and then they have shooting all around it. So anytime you have that kind of a formula and you defend, uh, it's a wrap. Very good basketball team. Really good basketball team. Very good. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.